This is a life-changing message from Abundant Life Christian Center in Newark, Delaware. More information about Abundant Life can be found at www.alcc1.org. Now, let's join Pastor Jack Miller. I'm going to show you today, if you judge him faithful, you'll receive the promise. Are y'all with me? All right, let's go on. Turn with me to Deuteronomy 30 and 19. I'm going to tell you, you have an opportunity. Every day, you and I have to make choices. And the decisions that we make will either propel us into our destiny or keep us back or get us off track. Did y'all hear what I just said? This is, this is important. This is important for your life. If you're a child, if you're grown, I don't care what age group you're in today, this is important for you. This is important for you. Making good decisions are critical to my place in life. Amen. Somebody say amen. I made a bad decision. Amen. Oh, you know, my father, how many of y'all remember the series? Oh, I taught this in youth group, what was it, 20 years ago now. Seems like 20, 28 years ago, I told this, don't go to Rock Hall. Right. <laughs> Amen. Yes, and, uh, and for many of you, real quick, for many of you that don't know where Rock Hall is, Rock Hall is uh, outside of Chestertown, Maryland. It's, it's about 20 minutes, 25 minutes away uh, from Chestertown, Maryland. It's a place where you can get seafood like crazy, uh, crabs. Whoo, glory to God. That's where the crab thing just, just explodes in Rock Hall, little town little town rock hall and my daddy had told me you know uh it was you know my daddy in the country before i got my own car he always told me he gave me his keys and he told me what time to be back with his car and he told me where i could go all right amen now i was 16 and he gave me his car and he gave me the keys he said here you know here and then but he said don't go to rock hall Amen. Real quick, he told me, don't go to Rock Hall, you know. And I said, and uh, I said, okay. Then my boys got in the car with me. I mean, I had one, they, the fellows lived in the neighborhood, and uh, they came walking over, and they said, we, we got in the car, we started riding, because the guy that had the keys got to drive, you know. That's who hung out with you all the time, because they knew you could get the car. In the country, you need somebody with a car. Because <laughs> stuff is way out. Rock hole. Amen. And so real quickly, and so I said, uh, I said, we riding all around town. And, you know, where we usually ride at, with nothing, nothing going on. Remember, we went there the other day. Wasn't nothing there no more. They didn't eliminate everything. And, uh, and uh, the fellows were sitting on the back seat. I always tell the story. Fellows sitting on the back seat. And we just sitting there. It's just these three amigos. And we just chilling. And we like. What's going on? Ain't nothing happening, man. And then my buddy looked at me and said, you know where it's happening? Rock hall. <laughs> Amen. But my father had told me don't. Amen. All right. Now, he told me don't go to rock hall. But somebody else was down rock hall. <laughs> and I said to myself, and they told me, well, you know, maybe we can get in the rock hall and get out of there before he even knew it. And I said, yeah. I said, maybe we can do that. And I said, he said, Doc, I'm telling you, man, if we're going to link up with anything, you know, young fellas, we, we talking crazy. 
Y'all know what we talking about in that car. Come on, somebody. I, I wasn't saying. I was talking about doing some bad things to your, your daughter. Glory to God. Amen. I'll be real. I just need to be real with folk. I wasn't right. You know, it wasn't right in my head. Glory to God. Didn't know no bear Jesus. So glad that I got glory. I got grace and mercy now because if I had died in that state, I'd probably been in hell. No, ain't no problem. I've been in hell. Heart wasn't right. Oh, quickly. And, and so next thing I know, we down Rock Hall. Man, we, we didn't just crept in. Glory to God. I'm creeping, Fred. I'm creeping. Glory to God. I'm riding to the side. You know what I mean? I got my daddy called, but I'm riding. Glory to God. Amen. Next thing I know, they, they said, it's down that street. I said, what? I put that signal on. And, you know, because I just crept in the Rock Hall. I made that turn. I still can see it today. I made that turn. I'm crippling. Cars coming down the road. I got over. The car did like that. I was like, what is going on? We got out the car. I looked. It was a ditch like that. But the car tire had just went down a bit where I couldn't get traction and the car would not move. Well, Oh, that's not right. That's not right. That is not right. That is not right. That is not right. That is not right. I should not tell this story ever again. Uh, I was wondering what y'all were laughing at. And I was like, okay, that is so disrespectful. They put, don't go to Rock Hall on the screen. And they got a picture of me remembering that moment. Amen. Glory to God. That's just wrong. And, well, that spot's over there. Well, since y'all got it on the screen, let's look at it. Real quick, I, can't, I ain't got a lot of time. But see right here? That thing was deep. That thing deep. They should have filled that thing in. But, I, but I'm going to show you how one bad decision made another bad decision, then another bad decision, then another bad decision. They just kept coming. They never stopped after I made the one bad decision. See, I didn't do what I know today. And see, if you don't implement what I'm going to tell you today, you're going to keep you. You can be at that same place where you make one bad decision, then another bad decision, then another bad decision. And then before you know it, you've got a major problem. Are you with me? So that that big old ditch, they took it off screen. Thank the Lord. Amen. That big old ditch. But then here's the one was the first bad decision. He told me, don't go. All right, should have listened to my, my dad. He knew what he was talking about. You know, prophecy, glory to God. So then everybody that was in the, 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 the place, that was, they was in there dancing. Then they said, Jack Miller got stuck in the witch court. What? They all come running out. Glory to God. They want to see Jack Miller get, you know, they want to see where Jack Miller gets stuck in. And then they say, they all come out. Then somebody came out and said, hey, guess what? Uh, my uncle get y'all, get everybody out all the time. I said, really? He said, yeah, he just hooked your train up and, uh, and get out. Second bad decision. All right. You know, he, he comes by. Uncle, who was it? Uncle Bobby. <laughs> Everybody got Uncle Bobby in their family. 
Am I right? Well, here come Uncle Bobby. Uncle Bobby come, he jump out the truck, he ready to go. Right. Let me hook you up, boy. You know, and then they tell me, it's the third bad decision. They tell me, don't get in the car, let Uncle Bobby pull the car. Don't you know that's a bad decision? Why? Because if he pulled the car, the car doesn't have enough, nothing guiding it out. So Bobby pulls the car, car goes down in the ditch. But Bobby don't know how to stop. He just keep pulling. Sparks are flying. Fourth bad decision. Bobby gets out, takes chain off. I can't get you out. Now Bobby's gone. Now my friends, here they go. I'm like Job with them. They come up and they say, I think we can get enough money to get a tow truck. Where were you at before we called Bobby? <laughs> See, because tow truck will live the runner. So, but then we call tow truck. It's in the ditch. He lifts it all the way out. Puts it down. I look at the car. It's all dented up. Scratched and dented on one side. My friend's fifth bad decision <laughs> tell me, <laughs> I ain't never told you this story. <laughs> I did, but you love to hear it. Everything. My friends told me, they said, maybe we can wash it off. <laughs> I'll never forget that. They told me I could wash out dents. <laughs> I was believing in miracles at that time. They did. But Fred, before I said, I told him this. I said, let's get in the car. Let's go back to town. We went back. Before we got to town, there was this road. And something hit me and said, if he's going to kill me, I'm going to kill (laughs) y'all. No lie. I did. And I said, my boy sitting over there on that side. He said, what would that be? (laughs) I said, you going to die. <laughs> We's all going to die right now. <laughs> and my, my, my friend, <laughs> my friend on the side of me, he saw death coming. <laughs> and he was like, no! The one in back of me, man, it's all right. Don't worry about it. He don't know. That's propelling me to this. Because <laughs> it ain't going to be all right. Amen. Because I know that dude. He going to kill me. And so why not go with someone else? Y'all understand what I mean? Take some of your buddies with you. And uh, he was panicking, man, that, that Montreux, man. I love that boy. He's been in heaven today. He, man, he was like, no, no, you ain't. No. He was screaming. Man, he was beating my leg. Man, no, no, no. Because he saw that, he saw that field coming. And I was like, no, we're going. Ah! Jack, no, Jack, 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 Jack. He was screaming. And my buddy in the back, Sue in the back. And Sue, 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 you hear this? You was in the back going, it's all right. <laughs> He rubbed my back. He don't realize I'm going to be ready to kill him. 
Tro knew I was going to kill him. Tro knew me. Tro said he's going to die because I knew his father. I knew his daddy. <laughs> so we got in town real quick. We got in town. We washed. We went to the. We washed the car. <laughs> the dents didn't come out. And then I went and parked the car at the house, and the boys came in with me. We went in the kitchen, and my brother came in. My brother came in the kitchen, did like this. He said something like, you done done something. I don't know what it is, but y'all ain't right. Y'all never all right. Something went down. Y'all been here whispering. Then he went on about his business. And I was like, he don't know. So I told the fellas, just go on home. They went on home. They had to walk home. <laughs> and, until, and I went to sleep thinking that the dents would go away. <laughs> you know, that this was all a bad dream. Like six bad decisions did not make until it felt like the cops were coming in my room because the door went, and I was like, here it comes, here it comes, here it comes, here it comes. And all he said was, what did you do to my car? And that was enough to make me feel horrible because he would not say anything and he could not touch me. Because he was so, and he's like, because if I do touch him now, I will kill him. (laughs) What am I trying to say to you? One bad decision after another bad decision after another bad decision. I don't care how good that decision may have looked. Because at that time, that was a good decision. Somebody say amen. amen. I overruled his decision to try to get to another decision. And that just was not right. Somebody say amen. amen. All right. And so I had to recognize. I was always terrified to go on that road. I'm telling you all that. Amen. But I had to recognize how to make a better decision, how to make good decisions. All right. Now, can we go there real quick? All right. So I have to get to the place. Hunt your neighbor say, I must, I must. get to the place. Where I'm making good decisions. Amen. Glory to God. I taught that to youth. It was a whole thing. Don't go to Rock Hall. Youth walked out. Don't go to Rock Hall. Listen to your parents. Glory to God. All right. Deuteronomy 30 and 19. Look at this. I call heaven and earth record to this day against you that I have, listen to this, set before you what? Blessing and what? Cursing. Therefore, now look what he tells me. Therefore, that both you and your seed may live. So God expects you, listen to this, God expects you to make the right choice. He said, I don't care what is set before you, choose life. He said, I know you're going to have different things to choose, but I want you to choose right. When I am mature, I got to quickly go. When I am mature, one thing about being mature is I make righteous decisions. Somebody say, I will make a righteous decision. When I am mature, maturity does not mean, write this down quickly, maturity does not mean length of time in a church. 
maturity. Man, I wish that was. I, I wish that maturity did come with being in church because, man, a lot of folk would be. There's a lot of people that have been in church for 20, 30 years are not mature. All right. Maturity comes when you make good decisions. All right. And I'm going to show you how real quick. Secondly, maturity does not come because you are a uh, social media queen or king. Just because you can put a scripture on Facebook or Instagram doesn't mean that you are mature. Somebody say amen. Maturity just you just don't wake up. Number three, you just don't wake up and become mature. All of a sudden, whoo, I'm mature. Man, I wish that would have happened. I would have saved myself a whole lot of trouble in life. I'm telling you today, a lot of your issues and problems come with bad decisions. You're choosing not life, but you're choosing something different. Amen. Are you all with me? Maturity is not calling. And what do you mean calling? I could be called to be a pastor. I could be called to be a worship leader. I could be called to be an usher. I could be called to whatever you desire, doctor, whatever. That doesn't mean you're mature. Somebody say amen. That doesn't mean you make good decisions. Are y'all with me? All right. All right. Second, uh, next, number five is it? Maturity is not, does not come by being around someone. I can be around certain people, but that doesn't, certain people, but that doesn't all of a sudden uh, uh, make me mature. Because I can be around people all day long and it don't affect my life. Somebody say amen. Maturity, next, does not mean uh, just because I have degrees in life, I am now more mature. I can have 20 degrees and still not be a mature person. Are y'all listening to me? Maturity doesn't mean next. Maturity doesn't mean because or mature. I don't become maturity just because I do all. Now watch this. All the spiritual exercises. I, I pray when I think I should pray. I do my confession like I should do my confession. I read my Bible like I should read my Bible. I should be mature. That doesn't mean you're mature. That just means you became regimented and a little bit disciplined. Are you with me? So it is the will of God for you to be mature. The key to maturity. Watch this. Here you go. There are certain keys to maturity. And then we're going to ask some questions on uh, when I'm going to make a decision how to uh, recognize it. The key to maturity is this. You know, look what the Bible says in uh, Colossians 1 and 9, please, first. Colossians 1 and 9. Because maturity, write this definition down, and uh, I know we've talked about maturity before, but maturity is disciplined decision-making. Disciplined decision-making. I have to be disciplined when I make decisions. All right, Ty, keep me straight on my time, please, sir. All right. For this cause, we also, since the day we heard it, did not cease to pray for you. We're going to go to 11. And desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing. Look at this in the knowledge of God. Watch this. Keep going. 
strengthened with all might according to his glorious power unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness. So he's saying the more knowledge I get of God, the more able I am now to make a good decision. I make a worse decision when now watch this. My bad decisions come when I'm not listening to the voice of God. Somebody say amen. amen. When I make a decision to side with God, no matter uh, one of the things that I have. Write this down. This is good stuff. Making a mature decision is this. When I make a decision to dis, to side with God. Now watch this. Here's critical decision making. For the believer, when you make a decision to side with God, no matter how you feel or regardless of what your situation looks like. I make a decision to side with God, no matter how I feel or regardless of how my situation looks like. Turn with me to Joshua one and eight. See, because then we're going to make the decision to mature up. I'm going to make the decision to mature up and how I make this decision is going to be good. This book of the law, law, y'all remember this? This book of the law should not what? Depart out of thy mouth. <clears throat> but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. Here comes the major part that, may, that thou mayest observe to do. There it is. Observe to what? To do according to all that is written therein. So for then, well, let's keep going. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. He says, success comes when I make the decision to do. Are y'all with me? Do y'all see that? All right. So how do I make the decision to shore up? How do I make the decision to mature? Number one, watch this, is strength of character. Strength of character is when I do what's right, regardless of who likes it. I'm counted at doing right all the time. It's not about what you did last night. It's not about what you did last week. See, because I was somewhere before I was in church. Can I tell y'all something? I was in church before. Now, now watch this. Follow me. I was in church. Was it 50? Was it 50, baby? Was that that track my brother gave me? Uh, 50 or 100? Was it 20? All right. You sure? Well, okay, all right. Well, real quick, my brother sent me a track. You know, I thought it was so cool because uh, it looked like a $20 bill. She said it was a 20 We're going to say it was a 20 I thought it was a 50 but we'll say it was a 20 And when you folded it, you know, all you saw was the money. On the other side was a track, you know, that talked about God and everything. You know, I was in church. Say he was in church. Say he was in where? Say where was it? All right. So I folded it. And right after service, I dropped it. Because I just wanted to see how folk heart was. You know what I'm saying? And then somebody picked it up. Well, the first time I dropped it, somebody picked it up, did like this, Chris. And then they went, oh, they did nice. They did like this. Right. And then I went right back to him. Man, give me that, man. I was just seeing how your heart was. And he's like, man, you better stop playing. That was nice. Where you get them at? You know, he's going through the whole talk. Then next thing I know, a woman, she, she walked past. She picked it up. <laughs> she kept rolling. She kept rolling, didn't she, Mom? She, and we were like, no, no, no. And 
we were discussing, and I said, I feel so bad, I want it back, you know, because I was just doing a test. It wasn't serious, you know, but I said it was so cool, I wanted it back. And, and, and she said, well, how are you going to go ask for it back? Because without her, you know, I was just, I, I was hoping she would go, because she rolled right into the bookstore. I was like, and I said to myself, I hope you don't pull that out. Or better yet, go to McDonald's. Oh, I got me 20. Ah! That shows you heart. She made a decision. See, she made a decision that I'm going to keep that which is not mine. Character says, if it ain't mine, I ain't trying to keep it. I'm going to do what's right no matter who's watching. See, that's when your character really kicks in. It doesn't matter who's not watching. I still, if God is watching, the eyes of the Lord are where? In every place, beholding the what? Good and evil. Strength of character says, I will do what's right regardless of what other people think. Somebody say amen. That's so hard in society because people just don't want to do that. Somebody say amen. Secondly is contentment. Write the scripture down because I can't turn there. Philippians 4, 11 and 12. Is contentment. I get to a place where I'm content. Why? Because if I'm not content where I am, I'll compete with with what somebody else has. And I'll never be content. I'll always be in a frustrated mode because I'm competing. If I see you get a car, I got to compete to have a car. I don't care what you got. I don't have to compete with you. Does that make sense? It doesn't matter to me what kind of house you have because I'm not going to compete to have that house. I went in uh, somebody, somebody's house. Uh, I went in somebody's house, man, and, you know, uh, 30,000 square, you know. Yeah, that's what I said, man. When I walked in, we, then with Therese, we walked in, we like, glory to God. The eagle was there like this. <laughs> I'm like, this is the Lord, man. I'm like, Lord. And they were grinning. They were like, this nice thing. I thought, yeah, it's nice. You know, his closet was my bedroom, and I was like, man, amen. <laughs> I wouldn't mind one now. Glory to God. And so you go all around, and the bed was that high. At the time, the bed seemed like it was that high, didn't it? It seemed like he had to do like this to get on the bed. <laughs> yeah, because it was, you know, my bed's high, but I was like, man, it, it, I mean, how high is that? Where do you get them mattresses at? Hey, man, you got four, you know, boom, 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 you know, <laughs> you, you need a ladder to get up in there. Come on, baby. <laughs> you know, come on. <laughs> and her feet never touched the ground. She's just rocking and sitting on the bed. Okay, praise the Lord. All right. But no, uh, you know, and I told Teresa, you know, even uh, we was over there. We went over there but three, four, three times, about three times. And, you know, and uh, I told her, I said, you know, I like, I like it. I said, but, you know, I, I don't have to have that. I said, hey, he, he's got an assignment, I guess, that he's doing and, and he's carrying it out. And I said, but that's his assignment. I don't have to compete for that same thing. So I was content where I was. You know, I was content with what I had. I, I didn't have to have all that to feel that I was good. Right. Somebody say amen. amen. All right. So contentment. Now, write this down quickly because I got to go. Ty, where am I at? I got to just run through. All right. That's good, man. How do I? One of the things as a believer, I got to get to the place of, again, making a good choice. Somebody say, I must, I must. make a good choice. Now, I'm going to tell you some things, and I just want you to write the scripture down. I want you to go back later, later on in the 
study the scripture, uh, look up the scripture to make sure what we have told you was so. Amen. So how do I make a good decision? Everybody wants to make one. I've been defined by some of the decisions that I've made. Amen. And so if you're like me, you want to make better decisions going forward. Amen. The first thing we already found out, though, before we even get into these is, number one, we found out uh, that I have to whatever God says do, I have to do it. Because remember, his word, he's only as good. The word is only the promise is only good as that one who has promised it. And his character isn't flawed. Like the girl that picked up that dollar, I mean, that 20, put it in her pocket, but it wasn't the 20. Hers was flawed. Somebody say amen. Because the first reaction was, you should have looked around. This yours, you know. And, uh, you know, and went from there. You know, you don't need no special invitation for the Lord to hear the Lord on that. Y'all didn't catch what it just said. You ain't got to hear the Lord on that. Well, Father, I'm waiting to hear your voice on what I should do. You know who did that. You know, all them people walking around in there, you know somebody's money. You know, and I don't, I've done this before too. Uh, I've found money and I've asked folks who's it. And folks say, how much was it? I say, oh, it wasn't yours. It wasn't yours. And because it wasn't yours, I didn't know if he was coming to get me or what. Glory to God. If I was out of time, they were going to give me a rug burn. Amen. I was like, you see me like, what the? Hey, glory to God, hey, man, I ain't know if I had to go MMA in here, what? You know, okay, I'm just joking, I'm just joking. All right, I'm messing with you, Chris. All right, but we got to get to a place of making a good decision. I'm almost out of time. Here we go, right, making a good decision. Number one, how do I make a good decision? Number one is this, will it be spiritual, spiritually profitable? And will I profit from this decision that I'm about to make spiritually? Is it going to help me spiritually? 1 Corinthians 6 and 12. I wish I could turn to, uh, let's, let's go there. 1 Corinthians 6 and 12. Will it be profitable? Because as a believer, I want to make a good decision. I want to make good decisions in life. Amen. Why? Because they're going to help, they're going to help my family. They're going to help my finances. They're going to help me in the long run. Amen. Somebody say amen. All right. Watch this. All things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. Just because I'm free in Christ now, that doesn't mean, it it means I'm I'm free to do things, but there are certain things I'm just not going to do because they're not profitable. Does that make sense to everyone? And because it's not profitable, I just can't do it. Number two, will it build me up? This is close to the also profitable. First Corinthians 10 and 23. Will it build me up? The thing that I'm about, the decision I'm about to do, will it build me up? Will it make me better? Because if it's not going to make me better, then why am I going to do it? Look what the Bible says quickly. Uh, 1 Corinthians 10 and 23 says, all things are lawful. Look, same thing, same statement almost. All things are lawful for me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but all things edify not. All things don't build up. So I can't do everything that everybody else is doing. Just because everybody else is doing it, that don't mean I can do it. We was at a wedding one day. We were at a wedding. Well, I ain't going to tell you the whole story, but we were at the wedding one day, and me and another man of God, we were all sitting at the table. And you remember this? 
And uh, it was a very big wedding. It was uh, the queen. Or, uh, she was the queen at the time. And uh, it wasn't recent. Years ago, years ago. Say years or years or years ago. Because y'all think it's another wedding. Uh, but it was, uh, uh, and me and another man guy was sitting there. Then all of a sudden it went bump wild. Then it, it went bump wild. Then, and, uh, and you can see it on the other man of God's face. He said, yeah, we could do it, but it ain't expedient. Let's get up out of here. He, he did one of them. I'm getting up out of her. You know? And uh, I think we were like, hey, I love y'all. You know, we did just like that. Now, there, there was a body of believers. This was, now, I ain't talking about world. I'm talking about a body of believers, but that thing got a little hot, you know, didn't it? It got a little, I mean, the whole thing went, you know, crazy. And <laughs> All right. And so we were like, I think we better get out of here. You know what I mean? Uh, just to say, you know, it might have been right, but did it build up? And then what would it say to somebody, somebody else? Would that mess you up? Okay, somebody say amen. Sometimes you got to make decisions like that, whether or not, is this going to mess you up, Chris, if I do this? You know, I can do this, but is it going to mess you up? Somebody say amen. Is it building up? Number two, will it slow down, slow me down in the race? First, I mean, Hebrews 12 and 1. Will it slow me down in the race? Number four, will it bring me into bondage? Because some people are making decisions today to do, well, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. I'm going to do whatever I feel like. But see, you got to make a good decision. If this decision is going to bring you into bondage, there's going to be problems. You know, see, when God blessed you, he just didn't have you in mind. And so when you're living your life out, it's not just for you. It's for him and for the kingdom. So you got to be conscious sometimes of things that you even you do. Somebody say amen. There are certain things that you can't do that everybody else maybe can do. You know, because you don't want to ruin your testimony. Somebody say amen. All right. You know. All right. Number five. Will it violate my lordship of Christ in my life? Will it violate my lordship of Christ in my life? Is this going to mess up my lordship? Amen. First Corinthians eight and nine. Number six, what does, what is it that God does really say? Number seven, people hate this one. What is, what does righteous counsel say? When going to make this type of decision, what does righteous counsel say? What does my pastor, what does he even think about it? What does he say? You know, what, what does God say? When you say that, what does God say? Is it clearly written in the word of God? If not, then what does godly counsel say? Are you with me? Folk don't like godly counsel. I'm telling you that now. See, because they want you to say something different. And then when, they, when you don't, they get all mad. That's why I don't even understand what counseling is sometimes. Can I tell you all something about counseling? I don't even understand why sometimes why I counsel. Because sometimes people just don't listen anyway. Because a lot of times when people come, you notice this real quick. I only got two minutes. I, I notice this when people come. I'm going to tell you something. When people come to me for marriage counseling, man, you know, sometimes they come for battle royal. They already got their hearts made up. I'm, I'm ready to fight. I come in, I'm, I'm up in here to fight. 
You know, and I'm like, wow. You know, I told a fellow this. You know, I told a fellow this, Gary. I said this. I said, uh, you're wrong. That's wrong. You got to do this. You got to do that. Boom, 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 boom. He, and, you know, and I was like, you know, and I, I got irritated. You know, it's hard to get me irritated in, in one of them castles. But he got me. And I, and I just got to a point. I said, this way it is. You know, boom, 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 boom. And he was like, boy, you can see it. What, he got up, put a coat on? Put it on all rough. And I'm like, <laughs> that's when you go like this. You know, and I was, I was like, I can't take it anymore. You know, why are we in here talking about this God stuff? That, didn't y'all know that's when I went? You talking about praying, you talking about doing it, she talking about praying. I was like, oh, that's when I got upset. That's when I went, I went crazy. Then after that, he put a coat on. I think he was putting it on tough because he said, I want to hit you, but I can't. I said, yeah, you might not come back after you do. <laughs> I love the Lord, but I ain't going to let you beat me up either. Amen. You know, you know, I ain't going to take one, you know. Oh, <laughs> you got me. Got me. Lord of God, I'm good. I'm good. God's still working with a brother. He's still. <laughs> amen. Amen. Glory to God. You ain't going to whoop me tail like that. What happened to you? No, what happened to us? <laughs> You understand what happened to us? You know what I'm saying? Oh, <laughs> I'm going to do one of them like that, and then I'm going to come back like that. Did you really want what's getting come? All right, all right. All right, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Amen. Glory to God. I love, that's a bad decision. See, when you make <laughs> That's a bad decision. One time I was in church. I got down by the time. I got so much. I was in church one time, and you know, I you know, I tell the story all the time. I was ushering, and uh, pastor liked to flow a certain way. You know, I always kept my eye on pastor because I'm there to help him. You know, I'm there to assist. I'm a usher. I'm there to help. And pastor said, "I want pray for folk." And when he did that, I said, "All right, pastor, ready." And I said, "Please, line up here." You know, I mean, you go so professional back then. We, you know. We were lining them up. And all of a sudden, Pastor walking, he's he's getting ready to lay hands. Then somebody else like, I'm I'm gonna come straight up to him. Should come up like that. And I was like, oh no, 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 no. No, we can't have that baby. No, no, baby, he needs a little room. Don't you ever do that, do me? I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> You know, I was like, I was like, gotta make a decision. And so I had to make a bad, I had to make a real decision. Cause she just made a bad decision. She did like that. You know, you can't do that. You know? And I said, no, 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 don't do that, don't do that. I said, oh Lord Jesus, I love you, I love you. You know I love you, but next time you do that, I'm gonna take you out of there fishing. And I said, you ain't gonna know what happened, baby. I said, You okay? And she was like, Went in the back, then she went all the way in the back, blue, 
throwing the, what was the cabinets? I was like, what is all that noise in the back? She's upset because she couldn't, because I told her, I said, you made a bad decision. So the next decision is, I'm making a good decision. We're going to carry you out of here. I did. I did a nice deal. I said, I'm going to carry you out of here. Do this I'm going to take you out of here. And I just, it was so cool because I would jump back and go, come on up. <laughs> See, your bad decision may cause other decisions to be made. <laughs> and I just made an executive decision. Pastor didn't even know what was happening until after service. <laughs> but he was like, hey, we got to do what we got to do. Glory to God. So what is wisdom? Righteous counsel said, are we affected? How will we, real quick, how will we affect others by the choice? When it comes to test, you just got to obey God. You just got to trust him. What are the short and learned term effects? And last but not least, I got to give you this. Will it glorify God? If it doesn't glorify God, I can't do it. See, there's going to be a lot of tests in life, and I'm done. Hebrews 11, remember when I said I would start with the end? Here's the end. Hebrews 11, 11 says, he judged them faithful. I want you to understand, just because you are backed up to the Red Sea, I want you to always be able to judge God faithful. It doesn't matter. My Red Sea experience doesn't move God. He's got you the whole time. Just because your creditors are at the door, he's still got oil that's going to come your way. So you have to understand that you have to judge God faithful. Even though I only have enough just for me and mine to eat and then we'll die. God said, judge me faithful. Because at the end of the day, no matter what comes you, make the decision to believe me, make the decision to serve me, make the decision that my word will do exactly what I say it will do. Glory. Judge me faithful, and I'm out of time. Glory, Glory to God.